just another example of how the Brewers do things a little bit differently and how Craig Council thinks outside the box. They just want to know who the starting, the, the starting shortstop. We just end the segment now. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. So we didn't get a chance to talk yesterday. Brewers took their sweet time beating the Twins on opening day. I, I was planning for the show to start about eh, 4.30, 4.30, 4.45, somewhere in there. Typically a Brewers broadcast, start of the pregame, end of the postgame, four hours. Well, it took almost five and a half, and that's fine because the Brewers use that extra time to come back and walk off the Twins in the 10th inning to start the season in one of the most exciting opening days I've seen. Keeping in mind that two years ago in 2019, they beat the Cardinals when Lorenzo Cain robbed a home run. So we've been spoiled by opening days the last couple of years. This one might take the cake. This one might be the best. And the Brewers needed an extra hour or so to get that done, and I will oblige them. And it's great because everything that we were going to talk about yesterday, we can just slide into today's show. And now we have a Brewers win to talk about and not some, you know, oh, it's great. It's opening day. The Brewers lost. You know, so what? It's nice to have baseball back. No, 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 no. We can be obnoxious, sore winners today. So I'm okay that we didn't have a show yesterday. And it was fun to just watch baseball and not have to do a show. I'm not going to lie. I I enjoyed it, and I kind of just left work last night. And that was nice, too. Although today, I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm geared up. It's the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Happy opening day yesterday because we barely got a chance to talk. Happy Friday. I, I would thank you for tuning in today. Like, hey, thanks for being here. But you know what? You, you made the right decision. I'm just going to, you made the right decision tuning in. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. Mostly brewers, all brewers, and then like five minutes of bucks, like right before the show ends. That's kind of the rundown. I want to talk about Craig Council, that son of a gun, and Orlando RC and Travis Shaw and Brandon Woodruff and the bullpen and the offense and the defense and I, I, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. I want to talk about all of it. Um, we'll also talk with Ebo, morning show host on The Zone in Madison, uh, our affiliate in Madison, host of Over the Line. So we'll talk about all things Brewers and uh, maybe, just maybe, like two minutes of music. Because he was tweeting this afternoon at Ebo says he was cruising around what I can only assume is some scenic drive in Madison. Madison's version of Rodeo Drive, maybe John Nolan Drive. And he tweeted that he was cruising around with the windows rolled down, blasting uh, Neil Diamond's greatest hits. So th- this week has kind of been the week of Neil. Maybe, maybe we'll do that for a couple minutes with Ebo. But other than that, I promise. All Brewers all for the next two hours, and your input, your thought is welcome. Send me a text, 608-796-2558. You can tweet at me as well if you'd like to, at Wisco Grant. I had a field day, obviously taking a victory lap yesterday because I'm big Orlando RC guy, and it was cool to see him put the ball in play, drive home Lorenzo Kane in the 10th inning, and we forgot about those extra inning rules, and it was just madness. It was excellent. So if you want to chime in on any of that, the talk and text line will do the trick, and so will Twitter, at Wisco Grant. The Brewers won yesterday, 6-5 to five in the 10th inning. Josh Hader got the win. Randy Dobnak, who has the best mustache and the best glasses ever, took the loss for the Twins. Travis Shaw was great. Uh, Christian Yelich had a big at bat late in the game. Lots of stories. And I just, before we get into anything too specific, I just, I just want to talk about how, how awesome yesterday was. Long before the Brewers ever walked it off. The, yesterday was an amazing day. Long before the Brewers ever were in a position to win or lose. Yesterday, start to finish, from the start of the pregame to the end of the game, it kind of felt like a, like a musical, like if you were to go see a show at the theater, right? You have your intro, 
you have your intermission, you have your rising action, your climax, your finale, right? All these parts to a good story or a good movie or good musical. Right from like 1 p.m. to 1.10 p.m. The 10 minutes while the players are being introduced and the national anthem is played and the lineups are exchanged and then the players take the field, the thunderous applause. There's been no fans at Miller Park for the last, or now American Family Field. No fans at Miller Park last year, now American Family Field. It was like the beginning of the show, right? You get in your seat, and as Daryl says, if you know The Office well, when they go see Andy's uh, production of Sweeney Todd, Daryl tells Michael to be quiet because he wants to he wants to hear the musical theme so he can recognize them when they reappear throughout the show, right? It's the overture. You're getting to know the cast as the players take the field, and you're settling in. And I, I got butterflies, didn't you? Like, I, I have a, a couple of best friends. It's three or four of my high school friends in a group chat, and we stay connected pretty closely. They're really big Twins fans. I'm the Brewers fan, but for the most part, our team's paths don't really cross. So we can talk about baseball all summer long. And I texted the group yesterday. I'm like, I feel like a little kid, and I don't know if I'm going to feel like this every year for the rest of my life. I hope so. Or, or maybe I only felt that way yesterday because we had such a lame version of baseball last year that it just wasn't the same. Right? I felt like a little kid. I had a huge smile on my face watching alone in my dark studio in the corner of the building. I was the happiest person alive. And then watching Brandon Woodruff wait at the top step to run out onto the mound, it was it was electric. And then, of course, the actual game starts right now. That's great, too, right? I, for the first couple innings, I'm hanging on every pitch. And there were some big spots, like Brandon Woodruff had to pitch his way out of a couple jams. Kenta Maeda had to pitch his way out of a couple of jams. And he did a pretty good job. I thought the Brewers could have dinged him for... For a couple of runs, they had the bases jammed a couple of times, and they just couldn't They couldn't really do much with it. Kenta hung a couple of breaking balls. They had opportunities. They just couldn't connect. Pitches that they, they could have taken for a ride and didn't. You hate to miss those opportunities. Runners on the bags, ducks on the pond, right? A lot of drama early on, and you're living and dying with every pitch because it's opening day, and it's electric. It's awesome. And then from innings, let's say six through nine. <laughs> nice. Kind of got a little sleepy. I was like, okay, let's wrap this up. I got to start thinking about what we're going to talk about on the show. What are the big talking points? What are we going to discuss? Right, and that's the same if you go see a movie or you go to a concert. There's that lull in the middle where even if you're seeing your favorite band in the entire world, there's still that lull in the middle where you're like, okay, this is fun, but it's pretty loud and uh, my feet hurt because I've been standing up for two hours, right? There's that lull in the middle. And there was certainly a lull in the middle of this game because the Brewers felt like they were out of it. We thought the Brewers were going to lose and... Nothing was going to happen. And then the ninth rolled around. And all all that we needed was Christian Yelich at the plate with a chance to tie the game. Right? Two on, down three with Yelich at the plate. I'll take it. I'll, I'll lock in in front of the TV in that instance because one swing of the bat and everything changes. And I was glued to the TV. You get to extra innings. Extra innings with this new rule is, is can't miss TV. And say what you want about the rule, whether it takes away from the, the integrity of the game or, or, or you don't like how... You know, runner starts at second. Whatever you say about the rule, you can't deny that it is really, really exciting and intense. Yesterday when I'm watching, I, I, I thought it felt like a start and stop car accident where when your team is playing defense, you feel like you're hydroplaning and you're going to crash off the road and this game's going south. But then as soon as the scorecard flips, as soon as you're at the plate, oh, you feel like you're on top of the world. Got a runner at second. We're about to win this thing until you don't and then it flips the other way and it's stop and start and it's edge-of-your-seat entertainment. Whether you like the rule or not, you can't deny that it's really, really exciting with the runner starting on second base in extra innings. Just start to finish yesterday. I don't care how long the game took. I, I know it took a while. I don't care. I don't care. That game could have taken six hours. I wouldn't have cared, right? I don't feel like they need to change baseball, speed it up. I enjoyed every single moment yesterday, even with a little bit of a lull in the middle. There's always a lull. 
every movie, every sporting event, every concert. There's, there's always a lull, right? It can't all be 100% pedal to the metal, edge of your seat, glued to the TV entertainment. There's always a lull. There was a lull yesterday, but that's just fine. Now, once you get past the theater of opening day, right, the progression and the excitement and, right, the rising action and the climax and the finale, as we just kind of kind of outlined, once you get past all that, let's, let's actually talk some turkey here. Let's talk about what happened in the game, what's important. And you know I love a, a good list of takeaways. You know I like to stack up a couple of bullet points. I have three, and I don't know how your number one takeaway couldn't be Travis Shaw. There's a lot a lot to be excited about yesterday, a lot to enjoy, but I don't know how Brewers fans couldn't go to bed last night thinking, good for Travis Shaw. Good for, good for Travis, right? Trying to earn his way back into the major leagues, essentially, trying to earn his way back as the Brewers' third baseman, and he's at the plate for two of the biggest at-bats of the day. One with the bases loaded, where he, he saw like eight straight sliders from Kenta Maeda and eventually walked in a run, and then he comes back up in the ninth inning and ties up the game with a, was it a double? A ringing double into right center field. There's a pitch. Travis lines one into the gap in right center. Two runs are going to score. Travis Shaw digging the second. He's got a standing two-run double. And the Brewers have tied the game. How can, how can you listen to that and not smile? And by the way, all of our affiliates at the moment are members of the Brewers Radio Network. So that audio is ours to use, baby. God. Swing and a drive. Get down, baby. I love, I love baseball. And I love Travis Shaw, and I love the day that he had yesterday. I love that for Travis Shaw. By every account of everybody who covers the team and is in the locker room, nicest dude in the world. Wish him nothing but the best. And it's kind of funny after the game. He was like, hey, pretty, pretty good uh, first day back in Milwaukee, huh, Travis? Yeah, pretty good first day back. Can't complain. It was, it was nice seeing fans in the stands. I know we all missed that last year, myself included, Brewers fans. It's, it's nice to get back and... It was nice to contribute and get that big hit in the ninth and felt felt really good. That was awesome. Audio courtesy of uh, the Brewers Radio Network and then that second piece courtesy of Zach Heilprin. With guy. this Wisconsin Sports Zone yeah. Network update, I'm Zach Heilprin. Yeah, that, that's Zach Heilprin. Thanks, Zach, for the audio. Two more takeaways after Travis Shaw. And uh, I, I want to warn you before we get into these. I am uh, I'm about to be very annoying. Right? These next two takeaways, uh, all I have to say is I was right. I was right. I've always been right. I will continue to be right, and I will be right into the future. I was right about Orlando Arcia. I'm always right about Craig Council. Here's the thing, folks, okay? If, if, if you'll indulge me for a moment. Look, you want a show where the host talks about Aaron Rodgers' contract for four hours? All right, that's not me. Right? You're going to have to get that elsewhere. You want a show that spends multiple hours a day talking about Deshaun Watson and that's good? That's not me. It's not me. Couldn't be me. If you want a show that talks about potential replacements for Roy Williams because he's out at UNC, I, that ain't me. All right, it's not me. If you want a show with a bunch of knuckleheads that spend a segment doing a draft of their favorite breakfast cereals, that isn't me, okay? But you want a show where the host spends every waking moment of his life where he is awake, watching his favorite teams, extensively researching, battling the haters, carefully crafting every word and every detail and every take and, and, and prediction that goes into the show, that is me, Okay? That is this show, and that is me. The Wisco Sports Show, and I am Grant Bills, and I am an Orlando Arcia guy. He remains my guy. He will always be my guy. Okay, now you can try to replace him. The Brewers are exploring options, and I don't want to be a Luis Urias hater, okay? I'm not a hater. I'm just a really big fan of Orlando Arcia, and you can move him down in the lineup 
You can bring in somebody for competition. You, you, can, you can try to shut him out the door. He is inevitable. He is Thanos. He is, as Neil Diamond says, that what is the, the I am, I said, therefore I am. Billie Eilish, Neil Diamond, Diamond Rio, it doesn't matter. He is inevitable. He is Orlando Arcia, okay? He shows up in clutch moments, in big games, and he's the wild card. And I think that's really, really important. And what, what do I mean by that? If you've never heard this take before, Orlando Arcia is the guy who is completely unfazed by the conditions around him. It does not matter if you put him on the worst offense in the league, the best offense in the league. It doesn't matter if the rest of the team is crushing it that day, or it doesn't matter if the rest of the team is getting no hit. He's going to do his thing. So in a day where the Brewers can't put lumber to the ball, oh, Orlando Arcia is going to go four for four. Okay, and that, that's useful. You, you can do something with that. On a day where the rest of the team is raking and the Brewers score 10 runs, okay, Orlando RC might not hit well that day. Okay, and that's fine. You need the wild card. You need the shakeup element. And that's Orlando Arcia. And he is that type of player in a way that I don't know if I've ever seen on a baseball field before. And he was the one who gets up at the end of the game with runners at the corners, realized he didn't have to hit a home run, didn't have to put one in the air. All he had to do was put lumber on the ball, and he did. And he did it on the first pitch because Orlando Arcia does not waste time. He doesn't around, okay? God, I love Orlando Arcia. Also, shout out to Sophia Menert for being awesome at her job and being a total beast and interviewing a Spanish-speaking player in Spanish without a translator because she is she is that woman. She's awesome, and we're lucky to have her on Bally Sports Wisconsin, no longer Fox Sports Wisconsin. Just do a full rebrand. New stadium, right? New, new, new network, it's fine. New score bug, new season. A lot of new players, too, so it's kind of a clean sweep, but... Orlando Arcia is, I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to say, okay? I'm going to continue to stand because he is inevitable. Um, on, on, also on the front of me being right about yesterday, just Craig Council. And, I, and I've been right about this since 2018, okay? He announces Freddie Peralta as a starter. What was that, two weeks ago? He's going to be in the rotation. And then yesterday, he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat two innings real quick with Freddie Peralta. And after the game, Adam McCalvey reporting this. The Brewers came up with the idea of Freddie Peralta in relief on opening day and then starting him the rest of the way back in mid-March, Council said. It worked out nicely. Craig Council realized, okay, we have an off day, so we have some time. Let's make Freddie Peralta available for opening day. Just, just for opening day. This man, Craig Council, schemed for one game for one day. And didn't it pay off yesterday? Freddie Peralta dealt with some traffic on the base paths, but that was kind of the theme of the day. Struck out all six batters. He retired. Okay. Okay, he had some walks. Sue him. Craig Council had a specific plan for a specific game, and he deployed it, and he just looked like a magician. It's laughable how easy Craig Council made that game look after the game was tied. As soon as Christian Yelich hit that one into right, and then Travis Shaw tied it, it was done. It was done. Rockaball Deli had not—he's not on his level. Council's like, all right, all right, so this game's tied? Well, you're done. Okay, we have Josh Hader, and then we can have Devin Williams. I'm going to slide Orlando Arce here. I'm going to put Billy McKinney here, Vogel back here. All right, let's go win a game, and they did. Okay. They did because because it, it was just, I mean listen Craig Council talked about it after the game he's like no that that was easy I felt pretty good once we tied it we got Josh and Devin still still to go with and like you said with the man starting on second and their ability to strike out hitters we, you know we had kind of gone through their top guys already so we were sitting in a good spot but it's still when you start those innings with a man on second it's you know it doesn't take a hit to score a run so the, the strikeout is is obviously huge and having those weapons available who can strike out guys Josh Hader Devin Williams great put away pitches having those guys is one thing having a manager that knows how to deploy them is another 
and that's why you see teams like the Brewers constantly winning games that they probably shouldn't win, and then you have teams like the Twins and the Cubs and others who constantly lose games that they probably shouldn't lose because they just trip over themselves at the end of the game. And the Brewers never do that, ever, ever, literally ever. God, awesome game yesterday. Craig Council is my manager. Orlando Arce is my shortstop. Travis Shaw just, just might be. I don't want to overreact to one game. Just might be the third baseman, and that's pretty awesome. Brewers win yesterday 6-5. to five. Your texts, we have a bunch of them. We'll get to those on the other side. And if you'd like to tweet me as well, at Wisco Grant, that'll do the trick. More of the Wisco Sports Show talking opening day coming up next after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show rolling on. My name is Grant Bills. Happy Friday. A lot of topics today. Um, A lot of pressing matters. Aaron Rodgers and his contract, where the Packers will go in the draft, right? The Major League Baseball All-Star Game has been moved out of Atlanta as a response to voting decisions, decisions made on voting by the Georgia legislature. Of course, the Deshaun Watson saga rolls on. All of those topics, previously mentioned topics, we will not touch for a single moment tonight because doing so would be an utter and complete waste of time. The Brewers won yesterday. Brewers and baseball are back. I don't know why we would spend time on anything else today. Correct? Right? Does anyone anyone disagree? I guess we are going to do Milwaukee Bucks for like four minutes, four or five minutes tops at the end of the show. Tops. That's it. Other than that, it's all Brewers. Taking your texts and your tweets uh, Jason Breacher texts in just Orlando. That's really all that needs to be said. And Breacher, sorry, sometimes I get my listeners confused. I know you are a day one of WKTY and lacrosse, and I believe I'm 99% sure you're a Cubs fan. So Breacher, you would know Orlando RC has a tendency to show up in huge moments, and he has a tendency to show up when no one else does. It's that wild card factor, and I think having that wild card factor in your lineup is really, really important. Uh, Matt texts in, says, huge win for Central. The Trib predicted Central wouldn't win a game this year. I read this text three or four times before I realized that you were not referring to the NL Central, but you were uh, referring to Lacrosse Central High School. They did get a big win last night. You're correct about that, Matt. Um, and I'd like to think the NL Central also got a big win yesterday by the Brewers taking a, taking a win over the Twins of the AL Central. So lots of Central talk, and I appreciate you bringing that to the table Matt, 608-796-2558. Schmidt just says in all caps, Grant Flippin' Bills. Uh, yes, I'm feeling myself today. As an Orlando RC guy and as a Craig Council guy, I feel like uh, feel like I've earned that right a little bit. RJ says, Wisco Grant, uh, top eight brewers, ready, go. Ebo uh, as well. Yeah, we're going to talk to Ebo in about 10 minutes, so I'll get Ebo's top brewers of all times. So I'll get his Bucks and his Packers and his Badgers while we're at it. Why not? We'll just, we'll do lists. Yeah, Ebo. The Zone in Madison Morning Show. He'll join us in about 10 minutes. Although it is now, it's not just the Ebo Show. It's over the line with Ebo. So maybe we'll get Ebo to try to cross some lines. We'll, we'll get that to play in in our conversation coming up in about 10 minutes. I thought for a few minutes we'd talk about Brandon Woodruff, who was the starters yesterday, talking about the first Brewers opening day starter to start back-to-back opening days in, I don't know, like a million years is we've had a lot of Giovanni Gallardos to Willie Peralta to Junior Guerra that one year. Remember that? And then did we do... Freddie Peralta never started opening day. No, then, then we kind of got into this era where we're seeing Woody, and Woody's going to continue to be the guy. Now, Woody wasn't perfect yesterday. 
Um, he finished with four innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, five strikeouts. He only threw 78 pitches. And maybe it's just the fact that I've been watching the Craig Council Brewers for the last couple of years. I had a friend text me as a Twins fan during the game yesterday. He's like, Woodruff's out already? And I, I wanted to respond like, yeah, what's so weird about that? Like, it kind of came to its natural conclusion. But, I mean, 78 pitches, four innings, most managers go out again. They put that guy out for another inning or another inning because most managers don't don't pull guys after four innings, 78 pitches, but that's become the norm under Craig Council, and he had Freddie Peralta stashed and schemed in the dugout to cover two innings because he doesn't start for another week, and they got an off day tomorrow to kind of offset it, so having Freddie Peralta in the back pocket to really try to lock down opening day, Craig Council, you sly, sneaky, sneaky man. Adam McAlvey reporting that after the game yesterday. Didn't talk about it in the interviews, but it was reported. I was trying to find the audio. It doesn't exist. But Adam McAlvey reported it. Uh, was Brandon Woodruff too amped up? Something he talked about after the game. A lot of adrenaline, a lot of energy. And this is the first time that they've played in front of fans in a while at American Family Field. And I think maybe he was too amped up a little bit. He threw 23 pitches in the first inning. And he also walked Miguel Sano, which I previously thought to be impossible. I'd never seen it done before. Miguel Sano does not simply walk. He's not, the, he's not wired that way. He's not that type of player. Woody also touched 99 miles an hour in the first inning. And after a little research, I learned that he only threw two pitches faster than that all of last season. He only touched 99 plus twice last season. He did it in the first inning of the first game of his first start. I think, I think, Woody, was, I think Woody was pumped up. I, I do like Woody because he's both a big game pitcher, even if the nerves got to him a little bit yesterday. And he's a pitcher that I can trust in the long haul. I feel just as good about Brandon Woodruff in game one of the NLCS on the mound or at the plate. I feel just as good about him in that instance as I do on a Tuesday night in Pittsburgh. right? I I think Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns both pitchers that can give you a great outing in a big moment, but they can also just slog through the summer. They're, They're starters who can stack success over the course of a couple of weeks, and that's ultimately how you navigate through 162 games in a regular season. Can't just have a roster of big, big, game pitchers. Got to have guys who appreciate the grind and love the grind and take every opportunity to pitch as a blessing. And every time you hear Brandon Woodruff speak, it's like, well, you know, God willing, I can continue to go out and throw baseballs for the Brewers. He he loves pitching. He's a pitcher. He's a baseball player. He likes the grind. And over the course of the season, I think that's really, really important. And I think it's important to remember that last year, Woodruff and Burns didn't get off to an amazing start, but both got in a groove. And last year, you know, that's that, that could be environmental, too. The starting of spring training and then the stopping and then the abbreviated spring training and the shortened season. I, I can't imagine that was easy to navigate for pitchers, so I'm not even going to blame them for getting off to a slow start. But the way they got back on track and then settled into a groove, that's what they're going to need. The Brewers need that, especially out of their two aces, Woodruff and Burns. Something I was thinking about, especially in the third inning, when a walk came around to score on a wild pitch and the, the bags were getting loaded, how do you find the balance, especially Woodruff and Burns, How do you find the balance of pitching for strikeouts and pitching to contact? Because remember, the Brewers added Jackie Bradley Jr., Colton Wong, Lorenzo Cain is back. This is a really good defensive team. So pitching to contact, I I think, is a wise strategy. Now, you obviously want to strike out guys, too. And and the Brewers, especially late-game relievers, especially with guys on base, Craig Council talked about you you want to have guys that can, can find the strikeouts. But, you know, Brett Anderson, for example, is a sinker baller who pitches to contact. That's an efficient way to live, especially with Colton Wong, RCO Urias, Jackie Bradley Jr., Lorenzo Cain. There's a lot of good defenders behind you. So throwing three or four extra pitches per hitter to really try to work the count and strike a guy out, I don't know if it's 
I don't know if it's efficient. Well, I know it's not efficient, but I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. So a line that Woody and Burns are going to have to walk is figuring out how to, how to pitch your strikeouts, yes, and how to go one-on-one with a batter, but also remembering that your team paid a lot of money to bring in some premium defenders. You know, you don't want that to go to waste. You want to make sure you utilize that great defense. So that's something I'm going to watch. I'm going to write it down right now. I always keep a piece of scratch paper in front of me. Something to watch over the first three or four weeks of the season. Woodruff and Burns especially. Brett Anderson is going to pitch to contact. That's what he does. But Woodruff and Burns, how do they find a balance between pitching for strikeouts, sitting a guy down, and also being okay with little contact here and there, trusting their their defensive infield and their outfield where there are a lot of... uh, a lot of good defenders, some gold gloves in that mix. Just something to keep our eye on. We'll revisit it over the, the first month of the season, say. Something to write down and, and uh, watch games through that lens, especially when the two best pitchers are going. Because that's ultimately how you're going to get through six or seven innings when need be. It's really tough to strike out every other hitter and get through the fifth inning. It's just not economic. It's not efficient. Let's take a break. I see a couple of texts coming in. And Breacher, I'm sorry. You are not the Cubs fan. That's another listener. You are a Brewers fan. He says, and Chicago can suck it. Well, my point still stands. Cubs fans should know that Orlando RC is a royal pain in the rear end. And he shows up when you would least expect it, which is important. Another person who shows up when you least expect it, but it's always enjoyable, Ebo from the Zone in Madison. Let's talk with Ebo. Opening day, uh, Neil Diamond, yeah, whatever comes up generically. That's coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. Wisco Sports Show rolling on. Happy Friday and happy opening day. Really didn't get to spend a lot of time together yesterday. The Brewers decided to play a five-hour game, which is fine. I don't think anybody's complaining. Now, however, if they try to pull that against the Pirates on a random day in June, well, maybe then I'll be salty about not having a chance to do the show. But yesterday, opening day, the first real opening day in a while. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be okay with missing out on a little bit of a chance to, to do a Wisco Sports Show. We can talk about it all today. 608-796-2558 is the number. Uh, however, in this case, I really just set it as a crutch um, because Ebo's on the phone. So if you call him, I'm going to have to hang up on you. Ebo, uh, happy opening day yesterday. Uh, it kind of felt like a holiday, didn't it? Well, Grant, it was. I love listening to the Wisco Sports Show, 4 to 6, obviously. Yeah. But on opening day, I, I, I fell into the trap. I'm a little older than you. And what I know of the Milwaukee Brewers is a lot of losing. Like, I grew up in the 90s, the 2000s, you know, I know a lot of losing. So, in the eighth inning, I, I think I texted you, and I said, the inevitable Brewers loss. Like, yeah. I want to listen to the Wisco Sports Show. And shame on me, because what a ninth inning and then into the tenth that was. So, yes, since there is no Brewers game today, we are still carrying on an opening day so happy opening day grant bills and by the way after the brewers game yeah i did catch five minutes of the wisco sports show it's some of the best five minutes you've ever put on grant i didn't know what to do i'm like well the broadcast is gonna end because i was monitoring the brewers broadcast here in lacrosse i'm like it's gonna end at like 555 what, what am i gonna do like i don't want there to be silence for well, five well, grant, minutes grant, grant i was concerned because I thought, I don't know what my guy Grant Bills is going to do. Is he going to, like, be in the studio? Is he going to be doing a show? Like, what's going to happen? I was ready to fill it with, like, you know, some PSAs or something. Never. But and the ultimate professional that you are, you were there and you covered as a true pro 
You covered your air shift. Well done. Good, sir. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Zach Heilprin scolded me because he said, Grant, you have affiliates you have to take care of now. It's not just your, your dorky show in lacrosse all by yourself. You got, <laughs> you got things to worry about. And I took that to heart. I did. So if you see Zach, tell him that his words did not fall on deaf ears. His words never do. I always listen intently to everything he has to say. How does it feel to be a, a Brewers affiliate in Madison, by the way? It's the same for uh, Sports Talk 105.1 WAYY, our affiliate in Eau Claire. It's cool to have brewers on actual sports stations. Isn't that nice? Oh, it's great, Grant. You know, this is the first time that the zone here in Madison has been affiliated with the brewers, and it feels absolutely fantastic. In fact, I'm going to give us not not a lot of credit, but maybe a little credit for giving, you know, the brewers that opening day victory. It was yeah. uh, it was beautiful. It was a little of the zone here in Madison Magic is what it was. Well, I think the brewers probably felt the same way I did. They have new affiliates they have to worry about, right, in Eau Claire yep. and in Madison, and – uh, like yep. Zach scolded me, maybe Zach was at the game yesterday and he they just felt his presence and felt the need to uh, to get a win. What have you been preaching this week or, or maybe, you know, over the last month if we've gotten ready for the season? What have you been preaching about the Brewers? Like, do you have high hopes? Are you skeptical? Is there a player you've been keying in on? This is my fancy way of saying, like, what are your big, like, takeaways with this team? Like, what, what have you been talking about? Well, Grant, I mean, the NL Central is very attainable, very winnable for a few teams. Uh, the Brewers being one of them, I'd say the Cardinals. And, you know, you never, as much as I despise and dislike the Chicago Cubs, mm-hmm. I mean, it is the Cubs. I, I, I still think they're going to finish second to last. And, uh, you know, the rest, I honestly think it's just between the Cardinals and the Brewers. So I have the Brewers winning 89 games. I think that will be good enough to, it'll be a nail-biter till the end, but to win the NL Central. So I've been, you know, singing the Brewers' praises um, and trying to, trying to recondition myself. I'll break the trance, if okay. you will of my 90s to early 2000s of being a Brewers fan, I'm always expecting the worst. Uh, and David Stearns, we trust, right? So now I'm trying to condition myself into being expecting the best from the Brewers, uh, hopefully going, what, four years in a row now for the playoffs. So when I look at the, the Milwaukee Brewers, there's one guy, obviously the rebirth of Christian Yelich from the terrible 2020 season. Mm-hmm. He said it himself in the video that he released, saying he sucked for 60 games, his words, not mine. So the rebirth of Christian Yelich, I want to see uh, Keston Hira kind of take that next step, which yesterday was kind of tough at times. Mm-hmm. But in the ninth, in the ninth, he did he did do his part. And then I think this is a phenomenal story, and I could not have felt more better. And I had goosebumps. I got goosebumps right now. Grant, if you could see my arms, the the hair is standing up on it. I believe it. Travis Shaw. Travis Shaw. From Travis Shaw in his last stint with the Brewers and the you know him batting like 160 something and then having to move on it was just not good with Travis Shaw right I, in fact his nickname the Mayor of Ding Dong City I recalled him Grant I ran I ran a recall campaign and I recalled him as the Mayor I Grant I only apologize once a month and last month in March I did apologize to Travis Shaw and re-elected him as the mayor of Ding Dong City. So to see what Travis Shaw did yesterday, player of the game for me, in my opinion, was absolutely incredible for the re-elected mayor. Yeah, Travis Shaw's, in, like baseball just, it, it, it manages to do this. It's a very romantic sport, and, and these stories kind of write themselves. And like, I, you mentioned a recall, like let's do a verbal meme here. Scott Walker and uh, Travis Shaw handshake an attempt to recall by uh, upset fans, right? They've both kind of been in that in that role. It's an interesting way that you you are so clever on your morning show, putting into terms like that, recalling the mayor of Ding Dong City. And I, I mean, Im- I did, I did, I did it, I did it. I apologize, <laughs> I did it. 
it's only one game, but it's it's <laughs> obviously a great way to for him to start kind of his his comeback attempt. And I want to see him stick. I think all Brewers fans want to see him stick very very much. So Ebo, yeah. host of Over the Line. By the way, how did that name come together? Because it was it was Joe and Ebo, then it was just Ebo, and now it's Over the Line. Can you explain that to me a little bit? How did that come to be? Well, Grant, I'm a habitual line stepper. Yes. If if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. So I, mean, I you know, I've had people call in and they've getting all hot and bothered about what I say. But here's the thing, and I've had people call in that are lovers. I have the haters. I have everyone in between. Grant, mm-hmm. I always like to push the boundaries, and it's 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 something that I've always just prided myself on. Is I'm always questioning. I'm always just kind of putting my I mean, I said I'm a habitual line stepper. Yeah. So I always like to live a little bit over the line. I like to live on the the lunatic fringe, if you will, just slightly over. So I did think of that, and I thought it you know resonated well with gambling, which we do every day. You know, the line, uh, stepping over the line, also sports commutations with the line. You know? Yeah. So that's that's how it all came together, Grant. Can I um can I build off of the idea of your excellent program from six to ten a.m. in the morning? Can I read you a tweet that I received a couple of days ago? And you're in, you're involved in it. You were tagged in it. I don't know if you saw this. Please, can I read this please, tweet? Please, so please, it's from please, uh please. it's from Mick, and Mick says at Wisco Grant gave you a chance on the zone today on my way home. Usually I listen to over the line and turn it off the second Ebo says see ya. We'll be tuning back in again. Liked what I heard. Keep it up. I just I have to thank you as weird as it sounds, because you set the bar so impossibly high in the morning that I am needing to earn the trust of our listeners because you like they're fans of you. I need to earn my way into their ear, and I thank you for setting the bar impossibly high. Well, Grant, I'm a big believer in a rising tide raises all ships. Ah. So that's why, that's why I love having you on my show, usually Tuesdays at 740 in the morning. Thank you so much. I'll forget it. Sometimes it might be 8 o'clock. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the, the, the time may vary. It depends on how I rearrange my guest schedule. But, yes, Grant, it could be on the fly. But, yes, Grant, uh, love having you on the show. I love, I would, if, if there's one person that I'd love to do a show with, uh, no offense to my guy Nelson, but, Grant, you, you, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, later on in Star Wars A New Hope, I feel like I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my Luke Skywalker. <sighs> If that makes sense. I like that. I like that. We have our differences, but we have our uh, we have our common ground as well. I think you need a little bit of both if you're going to do a show with someone. Otherwise, it's just... Co- a- co- hey, common ground? Speaking of common ground, um, to quote Obi-Wan Kenobi, I have the high ground. Oh, yeah. I love you. Uh, last thing I, gotta, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, because we talked about Neil Diamond on Tuesday. That conversation yeah. rolled then into my show with Bart Winkler, who is a huge Neil Diamond fan. And then it came up earlier today on your Twitter feed. You said you were cruising around Madison. I I postulated earlier on, back by 4 o'clock, I said Ebo is probably cruising somewhere scenic, maybe John Nolan, windows down. I am, I said, blasting. What what was the scene with Neil Diamond, or what, what was the impetus for that tweet? Because that made my afternoon. It's like you know me, Grant. I was cruising down John Nolan. Yes! I did have my windows down. I did have Neil Diamond's uh, forever in blue jeans. I remember it vividly when I was on John Nolan because someone looked at me and nodded yes along with me. Yes, Neil Diamond, the greatest man to ever grace the stage. In fact, can I can I share with you a, a Neil Diamond story of why I love him so much? Please do. Grant Bills, it was the year of 2005 of our Lord, and Neil Diamond went to uh, the Coliseum here in Madison. And for, stop me if I've told you this, but in this concert, um, you know, I, my mom loved Neil Diamond, and mm-hmm. you know, growing up with my mom. Uh, I'm always like, she's got great musical taste. That's, I get it from her. So I'm listening. To Neil, I saw Neil Diamond's coming. I'm a junior in high school. 
And I say to myself, I have to go to this concert. So I get to the concert, I buy the tickets, me and my buddy go, we're juniors in high school, and while I'm at this concert, to the right of me is a couple on their 30th, could have been 40th wedding anniversary, very old couple, and to the left of me is a man with an oxygen tank, who's also very, very old. <laughs> and here, here is me and my friend who are juniors in high school, just in heaven, in heaven, and we're all dancing. You know, the oxygen tank, he's huffing the oxygen, he's dancing, a couple to the right are dancing for you know, their wedding anniversary. Neil Diamond comes up from this pyramid, this pyramid on stage with the spotlights on him, and he just starts belting out America, coming to America. It's just incredible. And then he starts, a little bit later on in the show, he's making out with one of his, uh, respectfully making out with one of his backup singers. It was, it was, I'm like, this is the greatest man to ever grace the stage. He's a showman. He's an absolute showman. I was watching live videos this afternoon. He just floats in his sequin-studded shirts. He just floats across the stage, spread-armed like an eagle who's kind of like floating above the rest of us. So I, I, I'm glad that this could be the Neil Diamond week on the show. Maybe next week we'll have to get into a different artist for some weird reason. A couple weeks ago it was Dave Matthews, so this kind of fits the bill. Ebo, enjoy the Brewers game this weekend. I'm sure maybe backyard, turn it on, the zone, 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, new home of the Brewers in Madison, same as in Eau Claire now in lacrosse. So enjoy the weekend, and I'm sure I'll talk to you next week. Grant, this of course, of course. This is how much I love you, Grant. I'm actually out and about in the fine state or the fine city, I should say, Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in, I was in a bar, Grant Bills, and I said to my wife and the two friends we're with, I'm like, I have to go be on the Wisco Sports Show. Excuse me, I'm sitting in my Jeep outside of the bar talking to you. This is the highlight. Highlight of my night, Grant. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I appreciate you, Ebo. Have a good weekend. I, you really didn't have to do that. I kind of feel bad. Like, I, I tell guests all the time, I, I wanted to get Dave DeFore on this week. You might remember him. He's from The Athletic. He's a podcaster. Like, I say this 100% respectfully, very nerdy basketball person. His, his podcast called Nerder, he wrote. Like, he would, it's a compliment. I mean it nicely. And I messaged him on Monday. I said, Dave, Bucks this week. Like, could you come on? I'd love to have you back. And he said, oh, it's a really hectic week, but I could maybe do Thursday. I'm like, no, 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 no. If, if it's a struggle, 1%, let's do it a different time, right? And to know that Ebo was at a function uh, with his friends and with his loved ones to step out in the car and do a hit, that is uh, a stand-up guy. That's all we got to say about Ebo, stand-up guy. Let's take a break, continue to talk about the Brewers. We'll do like five minutes of bucks like way later on in the show if you're an NBA person. 5.55, I'll give you just a little taste. Brewers opening day, Craig Council, Travis Shaw, just, just everything coming up next. Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Diamond Week rolls on here on the Wisco Sports Show. <laughs> My name is Grant Bills. Happy Friday. Happy opening day. A day late because we didn't really get a chance to connect yesterday. The Brewers decided to uh, to play for an entire five hours, <laughs> which I was perfectly fine with. I'm glad, however, we get a chance to talk today because we have so much to talk about. Brewers opening day. You can tell by my tone that I was going to list more things, but there really isn't anything else. What else would we talk about? The Brewers beating the Twins yesterday in the 10th inning. There were highs and lows, but they ended up on the highest of highs, 6-5, to five, the final score. The extra innings rule with the runner at second base came into effect because, of course, it did, and we all forgot about that over the last couple of months. And 
That's fine. Just exciting. My three big takeaways from yesterday, obviously Travis Shaw having a great day and Ebo mentioning that. Big thanks to Ebo for joining the show on his Friday night. Like It's, it's tough on an evening show. People are done with their work day. I'm like, hey, five o'clock. What do you say that you don't go out to eat and you don't have a beer and you call me and you talk about Neil Diamond? Please and thank you. Thank you to Ebo for that. Appreciate getting him for 15, 20 minutes. He's a very in-demand, very busy person. But he brought up Travis Shaw and how the performance yesterday was, it was borderline romantic. It was sensual at times. The way that he left Milwaukee, struggled, and then came back, and he had to claw and scratch and earn his way back into the lineup. You get goosebumps watching him, and it's hard not to be romantic about uh, Travis Shaw making two of the biggest plays yesterday, including this hit in the ninth inning. The pitch. My favorite detail of Euchre's call is when you get a, he's in there! Is he sliding in? <sighs> I I missed this. Last season doesn't count. Last season, su- I'll, I'll say it, and I love sports, all sports. Last season sucked. Like, that, that was just a turd. That, that entire season was just a turd. You were just a turd out there. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you couldn't kick and you couldn't run, you know? You're just a, a turd. You're just a turd. It, it sucked. Last year shouldn't count. Counts for the Dodgers. They won a World Series. Great. Spending a half a billion dollars. Go to town. I The rest of it, it doesn't count to me. Last year's opening day didn't count. There were no fans. It was lame. Right? Yesterday, having some semblance of fans back in Miller Park. Although the sausage races were virtual. And if I was a more salacious radio host, maybe I would put together 15 minutes on that and I would take calls and we could argue whether or not COVID restrictions should prevent five racing sausages from doing hot laps around the infield. However, I'd not really the show's thing. You know, we'll stick to the we'll stick to the X's and O's, stick to the brass tacks, like Travis Shaw's great performance. Or Orlando Arcia coming up in the clutch and putting the ball in play when they needed it put in play. Just just maneuver the runner home, advance the run. Doesn't have to be a home run. Doesn't have to be a, a, a line drive. Just put the ball in play, which is something the Brewers at times are completely allergic to. And Orlando Arcia, time and place, got up there first pitch and made it happen because he's that man. Uh, and, of course, Craig Council just doing his thing. Craig Council, I feel like he trolls us all. When he gets into it with the media about how we want to be fluid in this position and that position, we want to have extra players. And then after the game, he's like, yeah, those extra players, that fluidity, that seemed to come into play. That seemed helpful, right? We used everybody today. I mean, we talked about this before. It's why we carry extra players to be able to be a little more aggressive in a, in a game like this. So, you know, I thought we got our guys in some pretty good spots. Yeah, those, those three guys, Luis had made a great play to, to start the game. That was important, I thought. And obviously, Travis and, and Orlando finished it off. Urias starting at shortstop made a really good stab to start the game. And then Orlando Arcia bringing him home. And Craig Council after the game yesterday saying, yeah, uh, by the way, I was I was right. I was right about everything. I was right. Yeah. Josh Hader's velocity, having an extra shortstop, having depth in the outfield, having Billy McKinney on the roster. He was right. I was right. And I, in my unwavering support of Craig Council, was right as well. I always am. I was right. Batting 1,000 on Brewers' take so far this year. It's kind of nice to have today off. Without a Brewer game today, we kind of had a day to debrief, to chat, to kind of just absorb and enjoy yesterday's game because you need to let it breathe but that's what the NFL does so well right there once a week schedule we watch a game on Sunday and then we just revel in it all week long we're either ticked off and we're angry about this or that or we can just enjoy it for a week watch the highlights and reminisce and relive 
you know, baseball, I love it because there's a game every day, but also as a radio host, right, if there's an amazing, great game, you don't really have a long time to talk about it because you got to move on. And I think it would have been, you know, a bummer to play that game yesterday and not get a chance to talk about it. And then, you know, before we even have a, a minute to collect ourselves and to enjoy uh, the first real opening day in two calendar years, all right, they're playing again, which they will be tomorrow. It's kind of weird they had the day off. I don't know if that was by design due to rain. Uh, and I don't know if Rob Manfred knows this, but American Family Field, new name, still has the same roof. So I don't know if that day off was designed in case of a rain delay or what that was for. I'm okay with it because it works with the theater of fandom. It works with the theater of the show and the way that we're discussing things. But I don't know, a little odd. And then yesterday, of course, the the Nationals and the Mets get their game canceled. Their whole series has been canceled now. And then they just had this window where there were no games being played on opening day for a couple of hours. You had to wait until the late night game. Not great, right? Ideally, on opening day, you want baseball on all day. Um, didn't work out for baseball yesterday, so that was a little bit of a bummer. And I wanted to see the Mets play. Our recurring guest, Perry Goldstein, huge Mets fan, was just devastated, I would imagine, yesterday. And I was excited. The Mets are an interesting team, finally, again. And then there was no games on in the afternoon. And sorry, NBA League Pass just wasn't hitting yesterday. Yesterday was for baseball. I'm all sports sign me up, but on a day like yesterday, I'd, I'm just soaking in the baseball. And for a couple of hours there in the evening, we had nothing to watch. So baseball could be a little bit better at scheduling. They could be a little bit better at everything, but we all know that baseball is not exactly a well-run sport. No secret there. Coming up next hour, continue to talk about this game, more of this game, more of this game, more of this game. We're going to hear from Craig Council, hear from Travis Shaw. Uh, Sophia Mennert and Orlando RC after the game with a really, really cool interview. So we have a lot to cover. And one more hour. Send me your texts. Give me your calls. 608-796-2558. We'll get to those coming up next. More of the Wisco Sports Show after this. Baby loves me. Yes, yes, she does. All the girls have a side, yeah. Says she loves me. Yes, yes, she does. Gonna show it a night, yeah.